Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. You get a minute, check it out. Hey, I want to ask you, I'm curious, if it's available in your area, are you going to get the COVID-19 shot? As for me, I'm not sure yet what I'm doing. I know that a lot of people are chomping at the bit. A lot of people in my family are chomping at the bit. One person in particular that surprises me is my brother-in-law. This guy here, he's (laughs) anti-vaccine. He is. But he's ready. He's already made his appointment to go get the shot. And I'm shocked at that. I'm shocked. He's usually very leery about things like this. My sister-in-law as well. She's very leery about it. But both of them have their appointments and they're going to go get the shot. Me? I'm iffy. I'm very iffy about it. My wife, she's leaning towards getting it. And as a medical professional, she's, I guess, you know, she's more done more research about it. Now, she spoke to a colleague of hers who is a, a doctor, and the doctor explained that the, the medicine that's in this shot doesn't attack the nucleus of the cell. It attacks the protein around it. Now, so it doesn't affect the DNA. It affects the protein around it. I don't know. Um, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm... I'm so scared of it, and not because of the nucleus or the protein. What I'm afraid of is that it's been pushed so quick through the system, so quick through the FDA to to get approval, that there hasn't been enough testing on it. And I don't want to hear a year from now that if you got the COVID-19 vaccination last year and you died, you may be eligible for compensation. I don't know. I'd rather be alive than have compensation. So I don't know how that's going to work. And I'd rather just wait for a while to see what the effects are of this shot. I'm not saying that I'm right. So please, you have to make up your own mind. I'm not telling anyone not to get this shot. I'm just explaining what my feelings are on this. Everyone has to make up their own mind. I mean, No, I'm not saying that I'm right, believe me. And I'm not saying that I'm wrong either. But I'm not trying to tell anyone not to get the shot. I'm just explaining my opinion. Everyone has to make up their own. Nobody's opinion on this is right or wrong. If you're ready to go out and get the shot tomorrow, God bless you. If you're not willing to get the shot tomorrow, God bless you. This is a very individual decision, a very personal decision. And there's no right or wrong answer to it. So don't let anyone tell you one way or the other that you're right or wrong or that it's a foolish decision that you're making. Nobody, whether you're going for it or you're not going for it, it's not a foolish decision. 
It's a very personal decision. I've already had people tell me that I'm a fool. Now, I'm one of those people like here, for instance, I have never in my life gotten a flu shot. I know someone right now is saying, what an ass this guy is. But that's just me. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't get a flu shot. I just have never gotten a flu shot. I've never gotten a shingle shot. And doctors have told me, you're a jerk. And maybe I am. But there's just something about it. I've got enough problems. I don't want to get another disease shot into me. And that's just my thought. And that may be a very stupid thought. But it's just my thought. So I've never had it done. But it's none of the doctor. It, the doctor doesn't have a right to tell me I'm a jerk. And what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Whatever your decision is about this COVID shot, it's a very personal decision. And nobody has a right to tell you that you're wrong or right about whether you get it or not. I, it's up to you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's up to you. And nobody has a right to tell you you're wrong or right about it. I know a lot of people are, are having internal fights about it. Seriously, they can't make up their mind. They want to they sound like they're, they're all for it, but in their mind, they're, they're scared. And it, honestly, you have reason to be scared. Either way, scared that you might be making the wrong decision by getting it and scared that you might be making the wrong decision by not taking it. So it, it, it is a scary proposition. So you, you're absolutely normal by feeling that way, but it's a personal decision. And nobody, absolutely nobody, can tell you what you should do. It's all up to you. They can suggest, but they can't tell you definitely, yes, take it, or no, don't take it. Not me, not the guy next door, not the lady down the block, nobody. It's all up to you. And don't let anyone make you feel bad one way or the other, about your decision. Hey, we got a really good one for you today. Let me ask you something. Have you ever used the Kindle, the new Kindle Fire HD? They're really good. And they take the place of newspapers, TVs, books, magazines. Well, we're going to get into that today. Also, we're going to talk about these group pages that you see on Facebook. For the most part, groups are really good. But some of them are really dangerous. I mean dangerous. And we're going to get into that also. Now, another thing. For disabled people. You know, you're living at home by yourself in some cases. Some cases you're by yourself during the day. And being by yourself and being disabled can be lonely. I know. It, it, it you know, most of us know this. Well, did you ever think about having a pet? Well, we're going to talk about that today, too. So sit back, relax, and hey, let's get started here. Let me start off by saying I love my Kindle HD. I have a Kindle Fire HD from Amazon, and I love this thing. A few years back, my wife bought me my first Kindle. And at first, I was like, eh, I like to read, and I enjoy reading, but do I need a, do I need a, a tablet to read on? 
I was one of those people. I like to hold the book in my hand. I like to feel the pages, turn the pages. And she said to me, well, you can also read the newspaper. You can read a magazine. But again, I'm one of those people. I like to have the paper in my hand. I like to get the black ink on my fingers. You know what I mean? I couldn't picture myself sitting at the breakfast table with a, 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 a computer to read. But over time, I realized that I could read at the time when I got it. I was living in South Carolina. So I could read the Independent Mail in Anderson, South Carolina. I could read the Greenville News while I was living in Anderson. And I could get the news from Greenville. And I could also get the news from the Poconos because I lived in Pennsylvania before I lived in Greenville, in, before I lived in Anderson, South Carolina. And I could also get the New York Post because I was born and raised in New York. As a matter of fact, I delivered the New York Post when I was a, uh, a kid. And I, I loved the New York Post. Always did. So now I could get all these newspapers without ever leaving my house to go buy them. And I could read them right on the Kindle. So I started to like the Kindle. Then I realized because I was a Prime customer, I had, you know, the Amazon Prime. There was a boatload of books I could read for free. I mean, thousands of books in the library there on the Amazon Kindle that I could read for free. Now, that's right up my alley because I'm an avid reader. I love to read. So I started reading books after books after all of a sudden I was hooked on this thing. Now, I was disabled at the time. And uh, I was stuck. I was bedridden. And this just took my mind away from a lot of other things. I could sit there and read. And then on top of that, there was internet. I could go on the internet all on this little tablet. I could, I could read. I could read the newspapers. I could read books. I could go on the internet. And on top of that then, with the Amazon Prime, there was free movies. There was free music all on this little tablet. And I was like, this is great. This is like the best thing since iced tea as far as I was concerned. And the next thing I know, I'm doing my banking on it. I could take pictures with it, which was a little bit difficult with the first um, uh, with the first Kindle that I had because you had to kind of like take, take the pictures blind almost. But anyway, that's another story. But I just liked this little gadget. And I liked it so much. Believe it or not, I wore it out. I wore out the batteries on it. This, I ended up, I used to have to plug it in in order to use it after a while. And my wife bought me the, the newer one, the Amazon Fire HD, which was a bigger screen. And I still have it. I love this stupid thing. And <laughs> now, you might call me disgusting. And I know there's people out there that aren't going to admit it, but... In the privacy of your own space right now, raise your hand if you took a newspaper into the into the bathroom with you when you were younger. Raise your hand. Or better yet, raise your hand if you take your telephone into the bathroom with you. Go ahead, raise your hand. I'm, I'm betting that just about everybody is raising their hand right now. Well, I don't know about you. Maybe because, maybe I'm getting older. Maybe because I wear glasses, I have a hard time reading on the telephone. So my Kindle, I can read. It's bigger print. And it's like having the, the, it's like having the newspaper in there with me. And the, the pictures are bigger. Or, or I can watch 
I can watch videos on, on YouTube, or I can whatever. I can, I can watch a TV show, or I can watch a movie. I know it's terrible. I know it's terrible. This, it might be disgusting. I don't know, but it's just I don't know. It's just nice. It's nice. It's nice to have something to bring into the bathroom with you. And I sit in my, my lounge chair and I'll watch YouTube videos or I'll watch a movie. But the Kindle HD has, for me, has, has just filled so many different voids. Because especially now with the COVID, I don't get the newspaper at all. I used to get it delivered still. But I stopped all of that because I'm not going to bring that into my house. What am I going to wash the paper? I don't get the magazines anymore. I used to get biker magazines, you know, Iron Horse and stuff like that. I don't I don't get it delivered anymore to the house because I'm not going to wash the magazines to bring them into the house. It's too much of a risk. So I stopped them all last year, but I got them all on my Kindle. So it, may, it makes things that much safer, that much easier. So you might want to check it out if you don't have a Kindle or, or even if you do, you want to just check it out. Maybe you want to upgrade. You can go over to famousapple.com forward slash Kindle HD. That's famousapple.com forward slash Kindle HD. Amazon has, they have a whole list of them there. And that brings you to the Amazon page with the Kindles. You can, you can buy the older models. You can buy the new model. All different prices. They're very affordable. It's a lot cheaper than buying, say, uh, one of the iPads or whatever. And it can do just about everything these fancy uh, pads can do. The only thing you can't do, you can't um, download on it. But you can do everything else. But like I said, there's a whole lot of other things that a Kindle can do that these fancy pads can't. So you take a look at it. Just take a look. Can't hurt. I'm not saying you have to buy it or anything. But I just found that it filled the void for me. It filled the void that I can sit there and I can just go from reading a book to listening to music to watching a movie to going on the internet without changing anything just by a click of a click of a, a button right there without moving without doing anything without asking somebody to get me something or, or just by a click of a button on the amazon uh kindle so it's just something you might want to check out okay all right let's move on here When I first had my below-the-knee amputation, my therapist at Hanger Prosthetics told me that you should get involved with a group online and discuss pro you know, your prosthetic. And I was like, a group? And he says, yeah. He says, you're about to go on a, on a really hard road. And sometimes it's better to talk to other people about it that are in the same boat as you. And I was like, okay, you know. And I really wasn't into it at, at that point. I was, you know, more or less feeling bad for myself. I had just lost my left leg below the knee. And I was getting fitted for a prosthetic. And he said, try it. But then he warned me. He said, don't go to just any group. And he gave me the name of a group in particular to go to. He says, they're good. He says, because... You have to actually fill out an application to join that group. And I was like, okay. He says, listen to what I'm telling you. He says, 
there's groups out there that you don't have to fill out an application. You just have to click join and you get right in. He says, but here's the problem with them. He says, there's people in there that have nothing to do with amputations or they never had an amputation. Either they follow people with amputations because they get their rocks off with it. Or he says, there's people that are actually sexually attracted to people with amputations. I was like, get the hell out of here. He, he says, seriously, Jim. He says, there's really people that are sexually attracted to people with amputations. He says, it's it's a fetish. I was like, yeah, okay. And I couldn't figure out why he would say something like that. But I found out he was absolutely right. Because I went out and I started looking through these groups, you know, on, on the web. And he was absolutely right. So I joined the group that he was talking about. And I seen what he was talking about, too. When I joined the group that he mentioned, there was a whole process to join that group, and they vetted you out. The other groups, it was you click, they might ask you a question or two, and you get right in. No questions asked, really. And now here, here we are years later, and I started thinking about this with disability. So I started a few months back checking out these disability group pages on Facebook, and I found the same exact that in general, if you go to some of these group pages that don't really ask you for any kind of information, you're getting in there with people that have nothing to do with disability, and they're just, I don't know, they're, they're not really, I guess, not really disabled, or they're people that are disabled, but I don't, I don't know how to explain this, but they're whiners. Let me give you an example. I went to this one group page, and it's about anxiety and depression. All right, they did ask me a couple of questions to join. So I thought, eh, this could be a, a legitimate group page. So I joined and I, I just lurked around there listening and, you know, reading whatever they had to say. And I came across this one and they said, you know, this had, this was, had a big background, a big bright color background. And it says, this may be my last night. I can't take this anymore. I just can't take it. You know, that that type of post. And like 50 people answered this saying, oh no, your your life is worth so much more. You're better here. And all, all these very nice responses. And I'm like, wow, this guy is, this guy is really thinking about killing himself. And every last one of the responses were very nice. But the, the only thing I noticed, no one said... <laughs> Go go to a doctor or go to the hospital. Everyone was given reasons why they shouldn't kill themselves. And I noticed that this person didn't answer anybody. So I wrote the name down. And for the next couple of weeks, I didn't see that name posting anything. And I started thinking, holy crap, this guy might have killed himself for real. Well, I checked every night, every night, not just for him, but just what was going on in there. And people were bitching and moaning about everything. There was no positive post coming through there. All of a sudden, it was, it was like three weeks, a month later, I noticed another post, and a very bright post. And it's, I'm done. I'm leaving. This is the end of it. I want to just say goodbye to all my friends and goodbye to life. This was the same person that posted a month earlier that they were killing themselves. And again, everybody and their mother is, oh, you're a beautiful soul. You're a beautiful person. 
you don't mean this. You got to stay. We love you. Da, 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 da. And again, not one person said, call an ambulance or see a doctor. They were just leaping, heaping praise on this person and, you know, telling him what a good person he is. And then I realized this guy's looking for attention. So I went back in the post as far as I could. And I noticed he, he threatened suicide three or four times earlier, too. And that's not healthy. This guy, this guy was looking for attention, whatever way he could get it. You know, and it wasn't always a month apart. Sometimes it was a week. These these sites, these sites are dangerous, really. Because, number one, I've had a number of friends commit suicide over the years. And they never made big, bright posts or made big, bright posters to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to commit suicide. They just did it. And they weren't looking for people to tell them, please don't. They just did it. Not that it's right. I get very, I got very mad each time one of them did it. But I think when someone's, when someone's telling you that they're going to commit suicide, they really don't have any inten- intention of committing suicide. I think they just want you to tell them not to. I think they're looking for attention is all they're doing. And that's a sickness in itself. I think that's dangerous for someone who might be thinking about committing suicide to hear other people saying they're gonna. That could put a spark in someone else's mind just to do it. I, I just think that these sites are dangerous. And I, I don't think they should be allowed, to be honest with you. I think they should have a moderator. I don't, I, I don't think they're healthy. I don't think they're a healthy place for anyone that has any kind of mental disease. The other thing that I noticed is some of the other sites where the members are actually suggesting medication. That's dangerous. And, you know, herbs are not harmless. I don't know if you remember back in the 80s and 90s, there was, a, there was an herb out there, St. John's Wort, that was creating havoc for people who were taking uh, psychotropic drugs that came from a doctor. And then they were trying to fix it by adding St. John's Wort to it. And they were really creating havoc. People were getting sick left and right by taking the St. John's Wort. Herbs are not harmless. And they should only be taken with the help of your doctor. You shouldn't, if you're taking medication, you shouldn't be taking herbs with your medication. You should let your doctor know. Because sometimes they don't work well with the medication that you're taking. You could end up killing yourself. But these people are out there on the web and they're saying, well, take this herb and take that herb and this will do it for you. It's just not right. I've heard other people saying, well, I took this medication and it didn't work well for me but you should take this and I'm like did you just tell somebody to stop taking their medication and take this medication instead and yet they're telling them go tell your doctor that you need this and not that people I understand you mean well but you're not doctors and you know when people are hurting they're they're reaching out there for help wherever they can find it some of these some of these websites some of these groups are very very dangerous and you know what it's up to us as the person going to these websites to know not to pay attention to it better yet in most cases you should just you should just stay away from the website if you see someone who's telling you that you should change your medication and it's not your doctor, you should just stay away from it. You got to be careful with these websites. Very careful. The only one that should be telling you to change your medication is your doctor. Nobody else. 
all right you go into these websites keep your eyes open and don't get sucked into any of this stuff some of these people are very good at sounding like they're doctors in the meantime during the day they're plumbers <laughs> or, or taxi drivers or construction workers if you're going to do anything with your medication do it with your doctor okay let's move on Pets, they're great companions. And I'm not just talking about dogs and cats. I'm talking about fish, birds, reptiles, even hamsters. Some people like white mice or, or rats or ferrets, anything. They, they make great companions. But on the flip side, they also take a great amount of dedication and responsibility. I mean... If you're going to have a pet, you have to be willing and dedicated to taking care of those pets. See, it's one thing to play with them and pet them and, you know, roll around with them and everything. But you have to be willing to walk them, feed them, wash them, clean them, clean up after them. It's, it's not all fun and games. And a lot of people, I don't think, realize this. And the novelty of having, of having a pet actually kind of wears off, the, I think, the first time for some people, the first time that they actually have to clean up after them. Oh, I, I've seen people, actually, in my own family, on my side of the family anyway, that, oh, I, my, my brother went out and he got himself a German Shepherd. And the first time the dog had an accident in the house... <laughs> he freaked out because the dog made a number two in the living room and his number two was the size of a bear's number two. <laughs> and he had to clean it up. All of a sudden, the novelty of having a German Shepherd was worn off. You know, but what I'm getting at is, there's, yes, it's fun to have a pet. And yes, they can take away the loneliness. But at the same time, there's a big responsibility to having a pet you know having a having a pet pets especially dogs and cats can reduce stress and anxiety and depression they can ease loneliness encourage exercise and playfulness and even improve your cardiovascular health caring for an animal can help children grow up more secure and active this is the truth when kids have pets, they learn responsibility. I know I grew up with a dog. And I knew in the morning before school, I'd have to walk my dog. And when we came home for lunch, I'd have to walk my dog. And after school, I had to walk my dog. And at dinner time, I'd have to walk my dog. And before I went to bed at night, I had to walk my dog. And in the beginning, it was a pain in the ass. No lie. But it became a ritual. And I knew it was my responsibility. And the dog was waiting for me. And it just, it became a regular ritual for me. And I did that for years. For years. And I went out and I got another dog later on. After, after my dog passed away. And I've had dogs ever since. It just made me more responsible. Now I have two dogs. They, you mature a little bit because you have a responsibility from an early age. As a child. I used to have to feed my dog. It's 
it's good for a child for a child to grow up with, with an animal i think that's my opinion but having a, having an animal around the house it's good for everybody believe it or not i the, the dog or the cat just adds an element of happiness in the house i find but here's the flip side now you can't take a dog and just tie him up to a tree outside in the cold weather the rainy snowy weather if you're not willing to to treat the dog like he's a member of the family you don't get a dog or a cat you don't do it it's just not right if you don't if you're not willing to keep the dog inside don't get a dog if you're not willing to keep the cat inside don't get a cat why would you open the door at night and just let your cat roam the neighborhood not knowing where he is and if he's coming back i couldn't do that I just couldn't do it. And don't give me the nonsense that that's his nature to, to roam and hunt. That's not his nature. That's just irresponsible on your part as an owner. And why would you let him roam on other people's property? That's just irresponsible. But I just wanted to bring that up. If you're going to get a pet, be ready to take care of him. It's a big responsibility, but it also pays back big rewards for you as the pet owner. But just be willing and ready to pay to take care of these pets. It's not cheap. You have to be able to take care of them financially. Get them their shots. Get them to the vet. Make sure that they have the food. Food isn't cheap. Make sure they get their yearly exams. Uh, it, it becomes expensive. But the payback is priceless. And the benefits are priceless. Okay? That's all I wanted to say. All right, let's move on here. Hey, I want to thank you for stopping by today. And I want to remind you, next week, we have a really good interview with Jim Gavin. He's the founder and CEO of Keys of Awesome Music. He teaches children to adults with developmental disabilities about life by using music. And the guy is awesome. He is truly awesome. He's really a selfless guy. And you're going to want to meet him. You're going to definitely want to meet him. So make sure you're here next week for that. And I want to remind you, there is no such thing as a disabled person. No such thing. There is people with disabilities, but no such thing as a disabled person. Remember that, my friends. And another thing, things can always be worse. No matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing they had your problems. So things can always be worse. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. And here's just one more tidbit. The best medicine for anything, any disease, any problem, any problem you can come up with. The best medicine is laughter. Remember that. We'll talk next week. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.